another edition of the Modern Times Podcast, Political Profundity with John Guzana and Karen Weil. Hello, Karen. Hi there, John. Uh, today in this special edition, um, really because we're just going to be focusing on impeachment. Um, the trial will be starting very soon. Um, and, you know, the first time or the third time in our nation's history, um, the first time in our new millennium, at least for sure. Um, and then we're also going to be talking a little bit about the Martha McSally dust up with Manu um, Raju of CNN, uh, what that means, what that means to the maybe the Senate makeup um, after 2020 and what that means for her uh, reelection. Um, but, Karen, you know, I don't think we can talk about what's going on with impeachment right now um, without kind of talking about what happened right at the beginning. Um, it, uh, Nancy Pelosi, after several weeks, has decided or did decide to send it over to the Senate um, that same day. Uh, Lev Parnas, who was in who has been indicted by the Southern District of New York, um, you know, and uh, he, he comes out and says, uh, Barr knows, uh, everyone knows Um I was working with it. Uh, the, you know, the strange information with Robert Hyde, the the uh, um, the, the political candidate that's in uh, Connecticut, um, who who he himself, looking more into his past, looks kind of weird. Um, it's kind of bringing up this whole you know Trump world thing, uh, how people are meeting at the Trump International Hotel at different places, but really that you know there was a coordinated effort, and he's directing it to, you know, right to Donald Trump. Um, you know. W- it seems like the biggest bit of news, at least for a long time, has now come out, um, kind of putting these together, making Bolton even more um, than needed to come and testify. Um, but, you know, a heck of a week and only setting up this crazy impeachment. How how are you seeing what, what, what happened with Parnas, what happened with, um, you know, the, the rest of the investigation? And now that it's in the Senate, you know, what are your first takes on, on maybe either reacting to Parnas and then, you know, what it might impact the uh, Senate trial? Well, again, I, I mean, we discussed both Parnas and his friend Furtash here in previous podcasts. Um, honestly, one thing I'm kind of shocked about, I just how deep this guy's connections go to so many political officials, most of them Republican, if there are any Democrats, i you know, I haven't heard of them. Yeah, me, um, yeah, me either. But I'll tell you, when Rachel Maddow, uh, you know, announced that she was going to interview Parnas, I, you know, like many people, uh, I was skeptical about that. Not about her abilities, although I suspect she, you know, if you know, watch the interview with her, uh, she's she's very careful about the question she asks him. Of course, his lawyer was sitting next to him, um, and both men, I will say you know, conducted themselves with a certain amount of, which for Parnas might seem shocking, decorum. (laughs) Hmm. Um, But, you know, this was not exactly sort of a softball interview, and I'm not saying because Maddow confronted him. But, again, because of the information that came out. And, look, Parnas is what he is. To call this guy ethical, I no, you wouldn't do that. Um, But... For now, I have to say this. He he sounded far more credible than anybody else in Trump's circle. Uh Um, He he seemed quite calm and measured and sober when he spoke. 
uh, you know, the, the fact that he said Trump knew exactly what was going on. Well, you know, none of us should be surprised by this. Of course he knew. Um, but what really helps partisan this, and of course, as usual, makes things worse for Trump by his own doing, is he claims flat out he lies in, a, in one of his impromptu press conferences. Uh, you know, I don't know the guy. Well, yes, he does. Yeah. There, there are tons of pictures with him and Parnas. There are pictures with Parnas and Trump's kids. There are pictures with Parnas and, uh, I believe, Kevin McCarthy, the Senate uh, uh, minority leader. Right. I'm, I'm sorry, not Senate, the House, excuse me, everyone, from California. Um, so, again, I, I mean, what he says, uh, which this is, should not surprise anybody. Again, we, I'll, I'll rehash some history. The day after Robert Mueller testified, when he failed to really make an impact, and at that time Nancy Pelosi, even though she let these, you know, this this testimony go forward, was no impeachment, not going to happen. There's just not enough evidence. It, again, Trump got practically John a jail get quote unquote jail get out of jail free card. And what does he do? He picks up the phone, calls the Ukrainian leader, and here we are. I, I, it just goes to show how that Donald Trump has no impulse control and absolutely no sense of, of the seriousness about this, and, and including that includes Mueller's testimony. Now, I, you know, when if you anybody who watched that knew, yeah, there was pretty strong evidence that Trump obstructed justice regarding it, the 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 investigation into Russian interference. Um, but. As what Parnas said in this interview, you know, it was all about Joe Biden, his son, Hunter Biden, uh, about Rudy Giuliani and his sort of strange doings on behalf of Trump uh, with Paul Manafort involved. And we all know where Paul Manafort is. And it's not at uh, it's not at Mar-a-Lago party. He's in prison. Um, So, you know, the idea that Trump cared or cares anything about corruption in Ukraine, this country or anywhere else, I'm sorry, is laughable. Mm-hmm. They give a damn about that. This was about once, and let, Nick, let's also remember what's, what was happening a million years ago in the summer of 2019. <laughs> Joe Biden in polls was starting to absolutely crush Donald Trump, including in those crucial swing states. The Democrats going to, whoever it is, be it Joe Biden or someone else, is going to have to win. He was beating Trump there, which means Trump would lose the Electoral College solidly and he'd be out in 2021. So there's just no doubt with the timing of all of what Trump did was highly suspicious. It seemed just politically motivated. It had nothing to do with any legitimate concerns about the Ukrainian government or the people being harmed by it. Um, yeah, and part of this interview went into great detail about you know what he was supposed to do on behalf of Trump, including telling one Ukrainian official, Sergei Shafir, if I pronounce that correctly, you know, basically told to give him, you know, the news about that they were going to get tough on all of this with Ukraine, but not for reasons that most of us would think um, that basically they were going to cut off the aid to the country unless, as we know, President Zelensky came out and made just the announcement that they were going to investigate Vice President Biden. Right, right. I don't think Trump or any, I don't think William Barr, I don't think anybody in the Trump administration gives a hoot about whether or gave a hoot about whether Ukraine would do a legitimate, thorough, ethical investigation. Um, it was just a matter of saying it to muddy up the waters, to hurt Joe Biden, 
who's still, I mean, unless I'm wrong, he's still doing pretty well in the polls. I, I think, again, not to divert too much, there's a lot of, of goodwill for Joe Biden on the behalf of voters that Trump people just don't understand, and they're never going to. Now, does that mean Joe Biden is perfect? And I'm not talking about the Ukrainian matter because that's BS. I'm talking just about his own record and, and who he has been as a leader. Of course not. But again, this is a man who is beating Trump solidly, and that's the only right reason why Trump cared. Um, so this, this interview was just pretty extraordinary. And again, Maddow asks him, you know, do you believe the part of the motivation to get rid of Ambassador Yovanovitch to get her out of the post because she was in the way of this effort to get the government of Ukraine to announce investigations of Joe Biden? And Parnas's answer, that was the only motivation. And Maddow asked him again, you sure? You know, said there was no other motivation. Um, so not only did Parnas, of course, further implicate Trump in all this, uh, William Barr doesn't come out of this very well either. And I, I frankly think, you know, sadly with the attorney general, um, I, who's, you know, he has his own past to begin with, but, but his entire relationship with Trump has certainly done nothing to enhance his reputation yeah. in the eyes of most voters. I'm not talking about Trump's bubble or even though his independents who are sympathetic to Trump. I'm just talking about the vast majority of Americans. Right. Um, who don't aren't political? You know, they're not thinking about this stuff every day. I, another quick observation I want to just mention here. You know, I, I read the if you read the Times columnist Michelle Goldberg, and she's 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 really good. You know, she's very critical of Trump, and and she's often said, you know, Americans don't like Trump, but they've gotten used to him. And I I don't agree that Americans have gotten used to him either. I think most people are pretty disgusted with this guy. It's just that again, everybody has lives to lead. People are paying attention to this, but they've also got to go to work. They've got to take care of their kids. You know, there's only so much every day that people can absorb of this kind of stuff. Yeah, and, um, and, 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 it, and what else are they supposed to do, though? You know, I mean, I mean, I think a lot of people have already made their 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 uh, opinions known, and they go, "Okay, we got to let the machinations of government and the elections take care of it." That's right. And uh, let me just say something today. Today, the women's march is going on across the country. Um, not sure about what the turnout's going to be, but it seems like in some cities there are pretty strong crowds. We just we had an election in 2018. We know what the results were though were of that, and generally they weren't great for the GOP. They lost the House, and make no mistake, one of the reasons they lost it is many voters said, "We want you to hold Trump accountable." You know, we're tired of this. We want something done, even though we know it may not end up with him in, as his attorney just told him once, in an orange jumpsuit. Of course not. Um, so I, I think between obviously what Parnas said in this interview, um, which by the way, other people implicated in this, uh, besides uh, let's not forget Trump bar. And then the vice president, Mike Pence, we have Congressman Devin Nunez from California, who's seemed like more of an errand boy for Trump than frankly, a congressman representing his district, which is a very important agricultural region, not only for California, John, but for the nation, you yeah. know, for whatever oh, yeah. that's worth. It's one. Of, it's, um, it's, the, it's the vegetable capital of the world, for sure. Pretty much. The, the San Joaquin Valley, uh, you know, you would, you would wonder if Nunez, who won his re-election in 2018, but by nowhere near the number he did the two years before. So this idea that none of this stuff is impacting even sitting GOP congressmen and senators is that is just also blatantly false. Um, so I, I just this, I mean, we could go through the entire litany of what part I said that would take a little bit. Yeah. I mean, it was, but Hey, it, it was, was a two day, uh, it was a two day Rachel Maddow interview. And then he went and did Anderson Cooper and, you know, 
you know, you kind of you, you know touched on Devin Nunes, and I think that that was one of the most interesting bits I think to come out um, is mm-hmm. the detail that was able and the corroboration that he was able to give that um, you know whether whether it was very close with with uh, the congressman himself, but you know that people in his office, uh, Derek Harvey, who is one of uh, Nunes's aides, was communicating regularly yeah. with Parnas um, and. You know, the other part is, you know, that I didn't want to, you know, miss here is that, um, you know, we, we and it's kind of gotten into at least some people are, are, are looking at what happened um, when the Mueller investigation ended. And then Trump made the had the phone call with Zelensky thinking he was off the hook. But he had started this whole thing with Biden um, in the fall of uh, 2018. Um, and and th- and they were working at Parnas was well enmeshed with. With 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 uh, Giuliani and Nunez in uh, the spring of 2019 already before any of this was going on, they knew what was happening. Whether what happened with Biden in the polls just reinforced that that they had to move even faster. But um, I think they knew all along that he was their biggest threat, um, just because of his electability, as you say, in those Rust Belt states. Um, um, if Biden can take Pennsylvania, he might win it just right there. Um, and, and just hoping that Michigan goes back to being a democratic state, um, as far as the electoral college goes, but, um, they've been working on this for a long time. Um, and, and, you know, all this corroboration, remember what happened during the hearings when it came out and Nunes was basically just saying, oh, this is wrong and no way, blah, blah, blah. Well, now it's all coming out that this, that, that this communication was going on, um, and I don't know if, if if most people remember, but right before Parnas was um, arrested and indicted, Barr made a trip to the SDNY. We still don't know what really what's going on and what is happening in that office. I mean, obviously, there's other things happening that it seems like um, the Justice Department's been compromised, at least at the very top with Barr trying to just say, hey, you can't investigate anything. We're not going to do anything with Trump world, especially um, but it does seem like the SDNY went out on a limb and did its own thing and decided they had to do what they had to do. Um, and this information was able to make it. Um, I don't know if you saw the, you know, the whole interview, but um, Doty, um, uh, Parnas's attorney, who, interesting, and when I looked him up, it, he was more well known for his marijuana uh, legal business um, than anything else, which I think, um, <laughs> oh, brother. you know, obviously he wasn't Parnas's first choice. He had John Dowd. Um, who was a former, you know, gosh, he's, he's, uh, I think the first time I heard about him was um, when he did a report for Major League Baseball, um, you know, a good uh, 30 something years ago. Um, oh, but wow. obviously he's been around, um, you know, and been a, a an, an, an integral part of Washington, kind of that higher level uh, legal minds. Um, but he was Parnas's attorney at first. Um, you know, and, and then he, he, he left the Trump train basically and, and went and found this guy. Um, but they were really trying to get this information out as fast as they could. And it did seem like, I don't know whether there was any feet dragging in the justice department, but that whole, there's enough going on just in the cover up. Um, and I will say it does seem like a cover up for what happened in Ukraine, Mm. um, there's more to it than that. What happened in the Justice Department with this evidence and them being able to release it and how much time it took, it did seem like if um, there was a free hand for um, for Parnas to, to do this, um, he would have done it earlier. Um, and that who knows what was happening within the Justice Department to not let those SDNY folks um, release the information 
Um, you know, they were probably free to make the indictments on their own because that would have caused its own its own uproar. Um, but you know, there's so much going on here with well, you know we haven't even talked about the actual impeachment itself. But it's bringing up, um, you know, a greater possibility, I think, that, you know, you're going to have to see some people that some senators are going to have to really, when some of this evidence comes out over the next two, three weeks, they're really going to have to take that stance against fly in the face of this information. And at some point, they can't just say that there's nothing here because there's obviously things here. Um, And so they're going to either have to at some point say, just like the Democrats did with Clinton in 99, 98-99, um, say what he did was wrong, but it just doesn't rise to the level of impeachment. That's the only real argument you have once there's evidence that implicates somebody. And until they tack there, it becomes more and more likely that they can also tack to, all right, it's time to get rid of him. I, I, I do think that the, the possibility has increased in my mind. It's still, it's still in single digits. But where before it might have been 0.5, it's now maybe 5% uh, possible um, that we're going to have um, enough Republican senators move over to actually, um, you know, remove Trump. Um, so, you know, and, you know, we haven't even talked about the legal team, but, you know, it doesn't seem like the defense is going to be anything more than than just passionate, patriotic uh, uh, speeches. Um, I don't know whether they're going to have anything else that they really can attack with the evidence, but we'll see. Well, when you look at how the impeachment process went in the House last year, again, none of the Republicans who were defending Trump could defend him on the merits at all. It was, oh, they're trying to overturn an election because they're mad that Trump won. Right. Oh, you know, this is just angry liberals. Oh, this is, you know, revenge for the Clintons. Oh, you know, you know what? I remember some of the defenses used to excuse Bill Clinton when he was impeached, it was a say, oh, and, and another thing Republicans say, oh, the economy is too good. All of those things were used to do defend Bill Clinton, and they failed, too, because they were irrelevant to the situation at hand. That He had, number one, behaved badly, number two, lied about it and tried to cover it up, um, more, you know, more importantly. And that number three, most people, including his own political party members, said that behavior was unacceptable. Now, do we want to remove him from office for it? No. But nobody pretended that nothing had happened. We all knew what had happened, sadly, with Bill Clinton and Monica Lewinsky, as unseemly and you know, embarrassing as it may have been. Um, the last time I checked, though, John, Bill Clinton wasn't selling us out to the Russians. Okay, there's a very big difference here. But again, that's at the end of the day, too, you know, Trump got impeached. He's been stained forever just like Bill Clinton has been. And I, I'm just, when you look at who his team is, that's going to represent him. Alan Dershowitz, Ken Starr, really? I, I, Ken Starr. I mean, that, that has irony falling flat on its back and off the face of the earth, right? You know, to use a really bad metaphor here. This is the guy, of course, who, you know, led the impeachment of Bill Clinton and is now defending somebody who's in far worse trouble than Bill Clinton ever could have been. Um, and, and of course, we all know Ken Starr has his own less than admirable past as the president of Baylor when, you know, rape was happening, you know, quite a bit there among, uh, you know, the athletic teams, specifically the football team, right? And, and Starr knew about it. He did absolutely nothing. And Baylor told him, get out. 
you know, we've had enough. So I, I you know, Ken Starr's legacy, whatever he had, is, is is garbage now too, and it's certainly going to be even more sullied by, you know, associating with Donald Trump. And this is a guy recently, by the way, I just want to say, who said Trump deserved to be impeached. Uh, yeah, I, it's, it's really uh, I, I, either he can't find a job anywhere else, or he's I, I don't even know what's going on with him. But Alan Dershowitz, here's somebody, another one who at one time had a, a, a notable, distinguished legal career and is so trashed it now, including by his relationship with, you know, Jeffrey, Jeffrey Epstein, Epstein right. that I, I, I again, what this shows to me, John, is Trump can't get anyone truly, truly decent to represent him. Any lawyer who has an, any integrity or respect for him or himself wants nothing to do with him. That just tells you all you need to know. Now, could these guys maybe do some things to benefit Trump in this trial? Sure. Um, they're certainly clever enough. But I, I, it's just astonishing when you consider who's on his legal team. Jay Sekulow, another one who's, you know, has some, there's some odd questions about his own, uh, you know, actions in terms of, of the situation with Trump. It's, again, I, you would honestly think, Somebody, somebody would be telling him, "You've got to get decent people to represent you," but he, I, I, he can't find any. Um, I, I, it just, it's, it's mind blowing. Um, I, you know, I, I don't. I, I mean, it's anybody's guess what's going to happen with this trial. I, I do think when you have some senators who are all in very big trouble in terms of their election prospects this year, that being, of course, Susan Collins of Maine, Cory Gardner. Um, Martha McSally of the great uh, state of Arizona, uh, um, <clears throat> uh, Tom Tillis of North Carolina, Joni Ernst. Now they're in lesser risk, at lesser risk of losing their seats, but still they're not in great shape. And of course that is Ernst. That's Tillis. Um, <clears throat> there might be one or two more, excuse me. And then even John Cornyn, who I, you know, I think the chances of him losing in Texas probably slim, but his pop pro approval ratings are soft. He's kind of like Ted Cruz. A lot of people really don't like him very much either. And if you had a strong enough Democrat come along who could really, with an effective message, he might just be out of a job next year, too. And Cornyn has also been a very faithful errand boy for Trump. And here's a man who was a judge who should know better. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, these are and then there's there's talk about what, what Senator Mitt Romney might do. I, you know, given Mitt Romney's past, I, I'm not sure what can be expected of him, but uh, you know, it's obvious he really doesn't like Donald Trump very much. And, yeah. and, and as a man who is of, of a deep Mormon faith and, and by all accounts has conducted himself, you know, in his life, I, you know, whatever some of his political dealings aside, and that's another matter, but on a personal level has been, you know, a, a, a loyal husband and, you know, yeah. And father. he's an old I mean, guard. He's an old guard Republican who, you know, has, um, you know, still, can, he doesn't need to kowtow to Donald Trump. He's going to be reelected in, in Utah, um, and he's got his money. So, you know, he doesn't have to worry right. about that. He, he doesn't owe Trump anything. He doesn't need it. Now, you know, will there be some political pressure on him from maybe some of his constituents? Trump is not super popular in Utah. Again, he's a Republican. Utah is a very red state. It's not going to change anytime soon. Um, I mean, there there have been some fluctuations in how people vote there, but you know, it's again, it's a solid red state. Um, but there, you know, a lot of, when you look at some polling of Trump in Utah too, a lot of people there, they're not comfortable with, with the, the sleaziness and scumminess of this man. They know what he is. Um, 
And so, you know, there, there may, again, I, I think we saw, another thing I think that's really pissed a lot of voters off, even ones who might think, well, Trump really did anything that, that wrong. Okay, but still, there needs to be a full trial here. Go ahead and, and prove that he's innocent. You know, when you had Mitch McConnell and Lindsey Graham basically going to say, we're going to make sure that this is just a, a sham and we're going to make sure Trump's acquitted. I think a lot of people said, hey, wait a minute. That's not how it's supposed to work. Mm-hmm. You know, all the facts should come out here. And if by some chance they quit Trump, OK. But if there's enough to really prove that he indeed did what he's you know, been impeached for, and that means he should be convicted and removed. Um, so I I think anyone making predictions on this, you know, I, I wouldn't go to Vegas and bet any money on it. Um, because on, it's, it's, on what side? It's still, we're go- yeah, we're growing into the unknown here. And there are some senators who might just want to keep their jobs in November, you know, come November, especially Collins and Gardner and, and a few others. And you may have Lisa Murkowski. Now, I believe she's up for re-election. Now, again, Alaska. That's not going Democratic anytime soon, although you've had, you know, some scandals with the governor in that state. You've had some voters being very unhappy with the political situation up there. So you might just see some some surprises in how they vote this year, too. And Murkowski is known for being a little bit unpredictable. And, you know, now she has more more often than not has given Trump what he's wanted Mm -hmm. in terms of judges and other things. But there's no question she doesn't. She's not a fan of this guy either. Right. Um, so she, you know, I honestly count on her more voting to convict Trump than I would Collins, because Collins, of course, is afraid of a primary challenger. Mm-hmm. Although, you know, given how the polls are, she's probably going to lose in November anyway. Yeah. But OK, uh, you know, if, if that's what matters more to you, um, I I just, you know, when you watch them take their oath the other day, when you saw House members who are handling the impeachment carry in the articles of it, I, you know, this is a solemn event, even though Trump is somebody for whom you simply just it's almost impossible to have real compassion or sympathy for him or, you know, considering how much damage he's done. Never mind what he's done in terms of policy, the kind of damage he's done to the office itself, some of which, John, I'm sorry, is not repairable. Yeah, It really well, isn't. I'm going to feel know, terrible for whoever the person is, even, including if it's another Republican who has to come in and try to clean up the image of that office. It yeah, is going well, to be a very difficult job. Yeah, no, I mean, I, 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 I see that slightly differently. I think that, you know, every, anybody who steps in there is going to be given, uh, everybody's just going to breathe a sigh of relief. And, and it oh, might be so easy um, to really kind yeah. of rebuild things because people want that built up. Um, you know, I just think they it's do. important to to remember, I think, um, why we're here and that a lot of folks who might not be supporting impeachment or even those who do um, – Forget that, you know, when one, I get, you know, we didn't even mention the GAO announced this week that um, basically they had broken the law. It's not a real criminal offense. It's just kind of illegal to do so, um, to, to, to not spend the money when Congress has allocated it. Um, right. But just, you know, um, I guess um, not living up to the dignity of the office, um, calling on a, a foreign government to investigate a political rival. Um, calling on a foreign government to investigate anybody who is an American citizen, I think, um, you know, crosses that line and what presidents shouldn't do. And the last point I want to make is that Trump and the Republicans and some others might be just calling this oppo research. And while they're right, it goes on. Most 
when you're playing, well, you know, when you're playing the Oppo Research game and you really want to do it dirty, it's just not okay. It it, it usually always trapes on the grounds of what's morally right and what's not, um, and. Oftentimes, um, Oppo Research walks along the line of what's legal and what is not. Um, and in this case, you know, Trump doesn't understand. He just says, well, it's Oppo Research. I can do whatever I want. Um, and he went over the line. And that's just where we are and what the standard we're going to hold the president to. Again, you want to hold the standard, you know, the standard of a president to being impeached and being put on trial for what Bill Clinton did, you can't say that this is not worth it, and it has to be. And and it's not on policy or whether you like Donald Trump or not. I don't care if if I found out, out Obama did it, if I found out that, that JFK had done it. Um, I don't want that to be part of what my president does um, and sees his political rivals as, as these kinds of enemies. He wants to beat them fair and square, go ahead. But we have to have some integrity in that office, and we can't, one, break the law to do it, um, and also put American citizens in jeopardy because he's not defending the Constitution. He's not protecting his citizens. He basically is trying to sell out some, um, uh, you know, two American citizens, Joe and Hunter Biden, for his political win. And he would do it to whomever else, and that's just not the way that the president should be. And, I, you know, besides that it's illegal. Um, so, you know, that's my take. I just don't think people need to, you know, you, you can't lose the trees in the forest, um, a little bit. And, and, um, you know, my prediction here is witnesses happen, um, in, and, and I don't think it's a loss, even if it's Hunter Biden, it's, it's great to just kind of finally call that bluff. Um, you know, and, and, and I, and, and I would think that maybe even Joe Biden might want to do it. Now he doesn't want to do it because he says, Hey, it's not about me. Um, you know, people say it'll, it, it, it will create a firestorm, but it's not going to be like a house hearing. Um, so I think it would be different. I don't ever see that happening. I do see some of these other witnesses, though. I do see Giuliani and Parnas and, and um, Mulvaney and Bolton uh, possibly doing video uh, depositions um, and maybe one or two of them going live. Um, that's what I see happening, and I know it's going to get there. I know, you know, right now I will say we're going to get the okay for witnesses um, for from at least 51, and we're going to, um, you know, have more than uh, 50 voting to um, convict. Um, I, I still don't see it getting to 67 at this point, but with this testimony, it could all change. Um, and, you know... I'd be glad to take your comments on 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 prediction and witnesses, but you know I just kind of want to get my last little bits out here um, and you know give you the floor before we move on to our next topic. But um, I think it's going to be interesting to see these senators all be in that room quietly without cell phones, without being able to um, speak while they're there. Only have to go, you know, their questions have to go through the supreme, the uh, chief justice. Um, I think it's going to be interesting we're going to see photos of people we're going to see videos focusing on people's faces um and we're going to hear this go on and i, I really think tide turns even more against donald trump at the end of it i just don't know that there's a way to defend it it didn't seem like there was at the time except when you go hyperbolic and i don't think it's going to be able to be there um in this senate trial i think roberts is going to run a tough um um uh 
line down on what the managers and what the defenders can can call and what's evidence and what's relevant and what's not. Um, mm-hmm. And and I th- really think that the tide is going to turn. I, I just don't know if I see it turning enough to remove. Well, you know, I, I suspect you're right on that. I I do think though. Again, this is this whole the whole narrative that was you know started when this whole impeachment process began in earnest last fall was that this is going to help Trump with voters. They're going to feel sorry for him. That is that has not happened. You you had one poll now. It may change. Fifty six percent, which is a pretty good number in this country given kind of the very sharp partisan divisions that exist. Agreed. Want him convicted and removed. That is not a small thing. Yeah, and that's hard to turn um, by November, and, even if he doesn't get, you know, convicted. Right. And, the, the, you know, Americans, again, supported the impeachment process because, and that, again, this was entirely Trump's own doing. I just want to remind people of that. He could have skated on past through this last summer if he had just kept his mouth shut. But... Uh, he didn't do that, and he's brought all of this on himself, and voters recognize that. What they want, obviously, is a fair ethical process. That should be the case. Um, it, you know, and I, again, it, another question I have, John, if there were witnesses to really help Trump, why didn't they come forward during the House agreed. procedure? Yeah, Why didn't they do that? If Trump is truly innocent, if no, nobody did anything wrong, why didn't the Trump administration and his legal team bring these people right up who could have solidly helped to acquit him? And they they called, remember? No, they had no, they wouldn't call any witnesses. They wouldn't let anybody testify. Yeah, because, uh, you know, people... as, because as usual, he's talking out of both sides of his mouth and so are his defenders. <laughs> and just like they said, we're doing it to defend us as a country, um, the Parnas evidence shows that that's not the case. He, Rudy was there as a private attorney. They were trying to do stuff. It was basically the oppo research thing. Right, exactly. And again, you just it, what I want to say on this is remember a few years ago when people said he'll never be impeached. He'll never be held accountable. Nothing will ever happen. Well, they were wrong. And I think if nothing else with this process, because we don't know what's going to happen in the end, Trump may very well be acquitted. I, I certainly would say the odds are in favor of that. Sure. Um, whatever the political ramifications are for the GOP, they're going to have to live with that. And then, you know, Democrats are going to have to find a way to, to run on that. And we all know with Democrats, you know, they're not always very good with politics or optics. That's for sure. That's for sure. Um, but what this proves at the end of the day to me, John, and that's all that matters. I don't care what political party it is, that no one is above the law especially someone who, you know, is technically the president and is expected to conduct himself according to our laws, our norms, and our standards. And when he doesn't do that, there needs to be a reckoning for that. And, you know, there needs to be a a legal process to deal with it. And that is what's happening. Uh, You know, whatever fireworks, you know, will will come from this this trial, I, I don't know. Um, you know, I do think that John Roberts and nobody would ever accuse this man of being liberal because he's not, but I do think that the chief justice truly does want to have a legitimate legacy when he steps down now. And there's, you know, Roberts has a share of critics, no doubt about it. And sometimes those critics have been, you know, valid in what they've said, 
But you, you would, again, you would certainly expect and hope that the Chief Justice will make sure this trial is run as it should be. And, and I, you know, I, I think the odds are that that's what he does. Um, so, I, you know, I, I guess I, I wish I had more, you know, grander things to say on this. I think we're just going to have to watch this whole process unfold. But um, it, it is a reminder that we still have a rule of law in this country. You know, what other other damage to our institutions have been done and whatever damage Trump has done to the office of the presidency that, you know, that is reassuring, if, if nothing else. It, you know, it's still at the end of the day, Americans themselves have to you know be prepared to vote and, you know, work to make sure that our institutions are all that they can be. Um, but I, I this just it proves that our, our country still works on some level. That's that's my take on all of this. Oh, yeah. Um, and, you know, speaking of it working, um, at least um, w- revealing what's going on, um, there was a CNN reporter moving on to our, our last little bit topic here. And, of course, this traipses in within within impeachment. So, you know, that's not off the table anymore. But um, it's a little bit different. Um uh, Manu Raju from CNN, um, uh, you know, catches Martha McSally walking to her office um, in the uh, in the uh, bottom of the uh, Capitol building, and um, she, you know, calls him a liberal hack. Um, you know, it wasn't surprising um, as being a, a a resident of Phoenix and and knowing um, who who Martha McSally is at least to a certain level. Um, you know, obviously we're not buddies, but I've seen her um, in places. I've, I've really been able to see her, her rhetoric, um, what's going on. Um, I think a lot of people were surprised. They were still asking her. Um, we have an NPR link on our podcast that still says that she could be, um, uh, even after what she said to Raju, um, it still says that she's, you know, one to look out for and things could change because she's up for reelection in a tough race. Um you know, there was never any indication from from anybody that knows politics in Arizona that McSally was going to say or be in any other way than she was um, when she spoke to Manu Raju um, last week. Um, it 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 was just kind of silly all the time when I when they would say, "Oh, maybe Martha McSally." No way. Um, she's been on the Trump train from the beginning. Um, or not really from the beginning. I guess she bashed Trump too, but then quickly got on the train when she saw the momentum that was going on, um, and um, and 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 you know it it really kind of is shocking um, that people were so surprised. Um, she's in a tough race here, um, but she's not going to jump off because she loses the base and then she loses the election easy, you know, very easily. Now she's also worried about other. Um, uh, uh, you know, you know, challenges, um, you know, obviously, you know, Trump would throw anybody out. He, he supports McSally now cause she supports him. It's like everything else. Um, if she, right. if, if she came out and said anything, um, against him, there would be a primary challenger in, in no time, uh, probably no Kelly Ward, who, who runs the Republican party here. Um, and by the uh, way, they're I having their in? meeting um, this weekend. So anyway, go ahead. Well, I just want to jump in. I, I didn't mean to interrupt you, interrupt you. My apologies. Haven't had enough coffee today, everyone. No, fine. <laughs> um, at any rate, you know, a perfect example of this to me is what happened with the senator, former senator from my home state of Nevada, Dean Heller. 
man who'd had a, an admirable record, you know, in Nevada politics, been a secretary of state, very successful one, uh, then appointed to senator to fill the seat of John Ensign, who left in disgrace in 2011, won easily in 2012, voted sometimes with Democrats on, on very progressive issues, seemed like somebody who I, I would have said five, six years ago, or maybe uh, maybe 2014, yeah. 2015 was a shoe in to get reelected. Yeah, because shoo-in he'd been incumbent. smart in how he how he handled himself in a state that was going from one at one time being pretty conservative to now, unless something purple. incredible happens solidly this year, purple. solidly blue. And you know, but when and he he also was like McSally a little bit ambivalent about Trump once Trump, you know, was inaugurated. He he sort of started pivoting towards Trump. Um, he had made some noise about not being thrilled with trying to get rid of ACA. Then, lo and behold, out of nowhere, here comes a, a, primary, a would-be primary challenger named Danny Tarkanian, the son of the late, great Jerry Tarkanian of mm-hmm. my UNLV running Rebels basketball team. Uh-huh. Um, Tarkanian is not exactly the, the, the son, not the late coach. Has yep. run for office, not been successful, but the mere fact that he was suddenly put up as a name against Heller in the primary, all of a sudden Dean Heller fell right in line, yeah, right. including appointing Brett, you know, voting for Brett Kavanaugh, which was very unpopular in Nevada as a general rule. Um, the rest is history. He was beaten by five points by Jackie Rosen, um, which in the beginning of that race, many people felt Rosen was definitely uh, the underdog. Um well, lo and behold, now today she, along with Catherine Cortez Masso, the other Democrat, are the senators, uh, you know, for Nevada. Um, and again, Heller could have prevented this if he'd maybe shown a little more independence. I, I think with McSally, John, honestly, you look at her, here's somebody who has what would be almost a tailor-made background to easily win elections in Arizona. You know, she's an Air Force veteran. You know, she's had her share of, of successes. Um, she's certainly talked openly about uh, domestic violence, um, given that she was a victim of it. Uh, you know, you, I, and yet during the 2018 campaign, and we all watched this. I, I mean, I don't know how else to say it, John. What a, just a terrible candidate. And again, this is a seat that she should have just glided right into. You know, well, that Jeff yeah. Lake was departing, and she couldn't do that. I, I think you could see right away. I thought. You know, she's really got problems connecting yeah. with voters. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, but you um, can't, you know, I don't think there's any, uh, there shouldn't be any lessening of, of the strength of, of Kirsten Cinema to oh, that whole not. I loss. agree with you on that. I mean, she I, is so strong in this state, and, and she really connects with a lot of people, too. I mean, yeah, that, absolutely. I, she had, I, my bad for not saying that. She Cinema might have been able to beat Flake. a strong candidate. Yeah. And, but still, you know what I mean. This is Arizona. You look, you live there. I don't, but I, you know, I did live there for a few years. I certainly got a very good sense of what the politics were. Um, and it is, I mean, Arizona is changing, no doubt about it. I think we're going to see a lot of surprises coming out of that state in this election. Yeah. But still, for McSally to have just botched this in the way that she did, and then she had to be appointed to fill the seat of the late John McCain. He really just is a, a, sort of a shocking, um, just a, a shocking set of developments. And I, I don't know about you, John, but when I saw her interaction with with uh, the CNN reporter, uh, my first response was that this is staged. This just doesn't seem real to me. 
Um, and of course, when you heard about how Trump's supporters sort of rallied to her side, and lo and behold, the Trump uh, Trump's official campaign Twitter uh, put a link to her campaign. I you just got to wonder about all of this. Yeah, you know, um, I agree. I mean, and if you look, there's a there's somebody there that looks like is one of her aides that has a camera. And again, I I I, I go back to the fact that what happened and what was going on here was that. The there was media that was still saying that she was possibly going to go against Trump either on witnesses or maybe in you know she's one to watch, um, and 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 that wasn't true at all, uh, and never was, and and you know people just maybe just not knowing the political dynamics, you know some of these political reporters that work for the national media. You know, they have so much to cover. It's not very easy to really know those dynamics. And you can kind of say, oh, what Republican senators are up for reelection? Maybe it's tough for them. You know, and it's kind of their 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 easy calculation. But that was never the case at all. And I think that if it was staged, it was staged mainly just to tell Trump, no, I'm still in your corner no matter what you're seeing on these other newscasts. That Right. I, I agree with you on that. I, I think she doesn't want to do what Dean Heller did. You know, she want to make sure Trump doesn't come after her. But again, John, on a on a bigger note, that just shows that what a vindictive person Donald Trump is, um, that he would, you know, that nobody wants to make him mad. I mean, we saw the report the other day that generals were uncomfortable with telling him much about uh-huh. some of our bigger foreign policy problems because he didn't want them, you know, getting mad at him and calling them dopes and babies, which, given that Donald Trump is a draft dodger, that's pretty funny for him to be saying that about, you know, hardened military veterans who have seen combat and know more than he ever will. Um, you know, but again, it's just the nature of who this person is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I don't think, I, how much this really benefits McSally in the long run? Well, and we'll have to see. Uh, Mark Kelly is still leading her. I know not by a whole lot, but again, that he's even ahead. Right. Tells exactly. you what there, there's just something about Martha McSally that voters don't like. Um, they didn't like her enough to to you know vote for her in 2018, which should have been an easy year. Uh, again, Kristen Cinema, very good candidate. Seems like she's been pretty smart. Yeah, I think on how the... she's cast her vote so far. Um, so nothing. You know, I'm not ripping on her per se. And again, it just McSally baffles me because it's here's somebody. A... That could be doing so much better than she is. Yeah, well, it's candidly. a nail in her coffin, I think, um, for what she did. And, you know, she's not going to lose the base, but that's all she's going to have left. And that's really what's going to mm. end up happening. I mean, yeah. Kelly is a very strong candidate besides the fact that he's, yes, he is. you know, I mean, a former astronaut. I mean, you want to talk about a form, you know, the first female fighter pilot, um, you know. But, you know, McSally's very gruff. She'll tell people off. She's not very – she's like – the Stephanie Grisham um, uh, of politics, I think, you know, and obviously, you know, we have some 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 bad Arizona examples that are moving around in, in national politics at this point. But, you know, I, I think, you know, most Arizona voters, even Republicans, I think, kind of shrugged a little bit when she was named to the post once she and she lost an election very soon before right. that. Um, and, and so that never showed well. But but, you know, Kelly's just, again, very strong, like you said. To have a Democrat lead this race um, by two, three, four points, you know, whatever it is, probably within the margin of error, but to be leading at this point does not look good for her. And I think, you know, it's only going to get worse. I think she's only going to get entrenched. She already realizes 
where she where her bed is and she's going to go sleep in it and it's in the trump hotel somewhere um so <laughs> you know uh, you know i you know really a, a, a you know another black eye i think for arizona it is very interesting that i think some people haven't taken her out of the out of the uh flip you know coin flip kind of senators people um uh, yet lists you know that that goes with you know gardner if no one learned to take her off that list already um, you know, they should have learned after that. Um, so, you know, but I think it's, you know, we're going to see this playing out and I, there's going to be some people that are just going to stay entrenched, you know, whether she changes at any point in time, then that's why it only can go to 5% of possibility for conviction. I think, because you have folks like McSally that don't see anything else besides, I'm just going to keep supporting Trump. And, you know, it's going to be very difficult for people to, to actually go on their conscience at that point. Um, just because I just don't think that they're 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 willing to make up their minds by seeing evidence, not just saying he's a Republican, he's a Republican president, I got to save him. Right. Yeah. I again, I you know they they have a very difficult choice to make, um, and you know the political ramifications side. There's there's still what doing what is right and what what's ethical. Um, and I, you know, it's going to be up to these senators now, both Democrat and Republican, uh, to to make sure that the law is followed and that uh, justice is done here. So it's it's uh, you know we're living uh, what's the old Chinese curse? May you live in interesting times. Yeah, well, right. we're living in them right now. Sure. Um, so well, I'm sure we'll have more interesting times over the next week, and by the end of uh, the coming week, after the first week of the impeachment trial, we'll have a very interesting podcast. Um, and we'll be able to kind of share more. Um, and, and hopefully folks, you know, take a little bit of what we've said today into this uh, trial and are able to be a little bit more educated watching it. But I just want to thank you, Karen, for joining me on the Political Profundity Podcast. Well, thank you for the opportunity. I appreciate that. And uh, thanks to all the listeners as usual. And one minor note, it seems like Australia has gotten some relief from Mother Nature uh, with rain. So some of the fires are out there. Let's be grateful for that. And, you know, hopefully uh, the fires are out everywhere in that country and the people and the animals, especially in that beautiful land, get a break. I agree. Thank you very much, Karen. Again, as always, thanks everybody for listening. We'll talk at you next time. Bye, everyone.